Welcome to the Steve Stein Guitar Podcast, brought to you by GuitarZoom.com. If you want to improve your guitar playing, keep listening. If you want to improve even faster, go to GuitarZoom.com, where you'll find all of Steve's premium courses, masterclasses, and memberships that'll help you quickly and easily improve your playing. Now, here's your host, Steve Stein. Could you hear my cat in the background? <laughs> your cat? Yeah, my cat is just, just bawling. He wants no way. A- yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, what's up, folks? Wow, people are piling in here. This is cool, man. Yes. Getting, getting started here a little bit early today. Hey, John. Oh, cool. We can see names today. Well, because we, we've got a few different places here, so we'll be able to see some of them, I believe. Oh, nice. So Roy Pierre, Brown. Christian. Christian awesome. Nino Gomez Alibar. Pamela Clayt. Hey, Clay. Tally. Tally. Heck E. Got some of our guitar Zoom friends here. Cool. Many names I know. Wow, it's YouTube and Facebook. Yes. This is technology. It's so cool. I promise you, I'm I'm not I'm not being facetious when I'm when I'm saying this is fascinating to me the way this stuff works. I'm just like, <laughs> there are people here, they're listening to us live. Much love from Brazil. Yeah, hey guys, thanks for reminding me of that. Please, as you're uh, piling in here, please let us know where you guys are from. It's super cool for Steve and I. We always get a rush out of that. My mom is here. You're kidding. Nope, she's here. Hi, mom. Uh, that's the coolest thing ever. Ever. Here's What's her name? name? Barb. Yeah. Hi, Barb. How are you? <laughs> I'm surprised we've never met. Welcome. Welcome, everybody. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for uh, for being with us today. I'm Dan Denley, founder of Guitar Zoom. This is my good friend Steve Stein. How are you, sir? I'm good. How are you? Great. Good. I'm sure you guys know who Steve is if you're here. We're here today to talk about some essential techniques. Specifically, we're talking about picking perfection. So picking perfection, absolutely. Picking is an essential technique you need to learn as a guitar player. The better you get at it, the easier it is. So, um, wow, this is just crazy, man. Just so many people. So today we're actually streaming live to YouTube and to Facebook. And there's actually multiple channels that that's happening on uh, the Guitar Zoom channel on YouTube, the Steve Stein YouTube channel, the GuitarZoom.com Facebook channel. Um, where else, Steve? Uh, let's see here. Facebook. Stein YouTube, Guitar Zoom YouTube, uh, Guitar Zoom Facebook, um, the live group, of course. Um, nice. And then it's going to the Guitar Zoom community. Um, I think it's actually going to my my Steve Stein guitar group as well. So, cool. yeah, this is going to be awesome, guys. Thanks so much for being here uh, today. We're talking about picking perfection. Please let us know uh, where you're from, and also um, let us know your questions. So that's one of the things Steve and I are trying to do on these live workshops is actually answer your questions as best we can. Try to keep them really um, centered on picking today, on technique and picking. So if you have specific questions about 
picking or particular challenges that you're having with picking or maybe something that uh, you you had a problem with, but you fixed it. Maybe a tip that you could share with everybody. That'd be pretty cool. If you have specific questions for Steve, please post them. We have actually three folks, Derek, Matt, and Mike, who are standing by to help Steve and I organize the questions and get to them. We are going to do our best to uh, answer as many as we possibly can. So thanks again for being here. And uh, how about we jump right into it, Steve? Sure. Cool. So, okay. So um, I'll just kind of roll here because my brain gets going. It's hard to stop. But basically what I got here are a bunch of notes. Wow. That try and get through as quickly as humanly possible for you to think about a little bit when it comes to picking. Okay. So we're not talking about slurring, hammer-ons, pull-offs, that sort of thing right now. But please, like I said in the uh, the last live session that Dan and I did, all this stuff is interconnected. To be able to do, uh, you know, a certain kind of technique, it's always beneficial to, you know, develop strength in your your fretting hand and all those sorts of things for these things to to work, which is what essential techniques is really about. <laughs> so the first thing really is is the pick that you're using. We're going to start really basic, and I'm going to roll through these very very quickly. But I want you to think about these. Okay. Number one is the style of pick that you're using makes a big difference. Okay, so the first things we're going to talk about here are a bit more intuitive. Okay, mm -hmm. so not just getting in and, and how to speed pick or how to sweep pick or something like that, but thinking logically about what you're trying to do and set yourself up for success and not failure. So the thickness of the pick, the size of the pick, there's no beginner pick or advanced pick or something like that. It's just what's comfortable for you. But there's three things I want you to think about that define a guitar pick. Number one, it's size. It's either a big pick or a smaller pick, right? Or whatever it is you like. The second thing is going to be the thickness of the pick, the hardness of the guitar pick, okay? And then the third thing is the point of the guitar pick, the sharpness or roundness of the guitar pick. Now, when we talk about picking, and again, it depends on the, the, the style and things like that, but for me personally, and I'm not telling you to go get what I get, but I like a pick that's um, kind of medium-sized, I like them very thick. I usually use like a 2.0 millimeter. Whoa. And I like the point to be very sharp because when it's when it's quite sharp, it's easier to kind of attack and fight through those strings. When it's round, it tends to slice over the string and it's hard to get that percussive tone. So again, you're going to hear all this when we actually start playing, but I, that's number one is just start thinking about the pick. Cool. Number let me let me recap that real quick, Steve. Okay. Especially because you've got a whole lot more people that just came in. They're just now joining us. We're just barely uh, six minutes into this. So the very first thing, guys, if you were taking notes that Steve was talking about is the type of pick. What size it is, how thick it is, and then the actual point of the pick. So that's obviously the choice of your pick is extremely, extremely important. And by the way, guys, wow, there's a lot of, lot, <laughs> a lot of people here. Uh, I want to mention that Everything that we're going to be talking to, uh, talking about today, as you guys are piling in, we're going to try to answer as many questions as you possibly can. Please post them and keep them uh, on the uh, topic today, if you can, which is picking perfection. And this uh, picking technique is covered in Steve's new course. It's called Essential Techniques by Steve Stein. It is available right now, and it's on sale at guitarzoom.com. Title of the course is Essential Techniques. It's right there on the homepage. As soon as you get to guitarzoom.com, just click on that go over and you can uh, check out the course. If you decide to get it, make sure you come back and tell us what's the one. Thing. 
out of that course would be so cool. Okay. Sorry, Steve, to interrupt you there. We had a lot of folks coming in. I didn't want anybody to miss out. Size, thickness, and point of pick. Go ahead, buddy. So the second thing that we talk about is once we've decided on a pick that we're going to try is the angle of the pick. And you can see we have a, a message right here. How should I, you know, hold my pick at an angle, right? So yes and no. I mean, it depends. But I want you to understand that when you go to pick, and you can see this right here, okay, I can turn my pick this direction, and I can turn my pick this direction, okay? And there's different reasons why we would do something like that. So for instance, if you think about turning the pick this way, and what I'm doing is I'm really just taking that pick, and I'm kind of pulling it in, like I'm pulling on a string. So as I turn that pick a little bit, what happens is less of that flat part of the pick is now hitting the string. It's kind of angled, so it's going to slice through easier. So it's going to make the, the ability to get through the string easier. But can you hear the difference in sound? Mm -hmm. So as I start turning it, I start losing definition because I'm able to slice through the string quicker, but I start losing some of that definition. Now, that doesn't mean that it's bad. What it means is as you start practicing some of these exercises that we're going to do today, I want you to be thinking about whether or not it feels better to turn the pick downward or even upward a little bit. And most importantly, I want you to think about whether it helps you to pull that thumb in a little bit and turn that pick when you start playing things. To be able to get through those strings. So the other thing you'll notice too is right now as I'm sitting here, my, my guitar is already angled a little bit. So when I come in straight with that pick, it's actually at an angle, right? I'd have to back it off mm -hmm. to straighten it all out. So as it's angled a bit here, that's a natural motion for me is, is just coming in straight with the pick with the guitar angled just a little bit. And that's usually where I am. So that's the second thing is the pick angle. Very the, cool. The third thing really quick is the pick motion. You're going to be picking from your elbow, you're going to be picking from your wrist, or you're going to be picking from your fingers. Those are the three kind of pivot points, if you will, as you play. And it depends on, you know, how fast you're playing and things like that. But again, think about it. When you move from your elbow, you've got a lot more arm to have to deal with, right? So when you're trying to pick very small and accurate, sometimes it's hard to move from the elbow because you're moving so much of your arm. If you move just from the wrist or from the fingers, you can stay close to that string. And if, if you're learning how to pick for the purpose of being faster, the less you move, obviously, the faster you're going to get. The more I try and do this sort of thing, obviously, there's a lot more distance in the way the pick is moving. So the trick is, again, if you're looking for speed, is to try and learn to stay very efficient in your movements. And as you're practicing, start moving that pick around a little bit and start trying to figure out what feels best. So that's that's just the initial setup are those three things. Pick style, pick angle, and picking motion. Okay? Do you want to awesome. Are we you want me to keep going or you style, want style, angle, yep. and motion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is awesome. Guys, if you're joining us a little bit uh, late, welcome. Thanks for being here. Please post your questions. We're going to try to get to them in a rapid fire question and answer session here a little bit later. Everything we're talking about today is about guitar technique, specifically about picking. And everything today uh, that you want to learn about picking, um, 
you can just hang out with us and learn all of this cool stuff. Steve's got a full hour's worth of awesome instruction for you. If you want to learn it even faster, you can go to guitarzoom.com and check out Steve's brand new six and a half hour techniques course. It's called Essential Techniques and it's picking, strumming. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's we'll, we'll get into exactly what it is a little bit later, but you can check that out at Guitar Zoom. All right, buds, we got style, we got angle of pick, and we got motion. Okay, so the next thing we're going to do is we're going to set up our mindset here. So the first thing I want you to understand is that when, you, when you're going to start doing exercises, whether you're playing a song, whether you're using a metronome, whatever, is that you have to properly get your hands warmed up. And we're not going to go through a whole warm-up sequence and all that sort of thing. But when you grab the guitar, if you're going to try and do something that yesterday you practiced for three hours and attained, and now today you just woke up and you grab your guitar, you can't get mad at yourself because you're not able to do what you did yesterday after three hours of practice. You need to warm up. You need to warm up your body. You need to warm up your brain. You need to get yourself synchronized to what it is you're trying to do. And again, I'm not going to spend a bunch of time on all these things, but I want you to think about that. The second thing is, is when you practice, you know, people will say, well, should, should I practice on an, on an acoustic or a clean sounding guitar or should it be distorted or what? And the answer is it doesn't really matter, but understand that they're for two different things. If you practice clean, oftentimes you're really going to be able to hear those subtleties that you need to try and focus on, which usually means you're practicing at a bit of a slower speed. So you're really trying to, to, to get all the nuances. And that's absolutely important. Don't get me wrong. You really need to do that. But if your goal is to learn to practice with distortion, at some point you want to add that in so you learn how to control that distortion as well. Maybe it's palm muting, right? Or string control or whatever it might be. And of course, I talk about all kinds of things like that in the, in the Essential Techniques course. But those are all elements as well that you want to think about. So practicing clean versus practicing distortion, I would say you really should do both of them. You can, you know, you can take turns and do them differently. So this is the, the most important thing. And then we'll get on to the exercises. Okay. Cool. So the most important thing is three things, tempo, honesty, and awareness. Okay. You have got to learn to dial in the right tempo to practice these exercises at whatever exercises you want. If you want to elevate your playing, you need to learn how to play along with a metronome or if you're, you know, dad is a drummer or something like that, that's fine. But you got to have something constantly available to try and A, B against. People say, well, I don't use a metronome. I just play by feel. Well, that's fine. But it's really hard to dial in. It, 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 when I was a kid, when I was in high school, I used to run track. I was a, I was a, a sprinter. And when you sprint, when you practice, you're always being timed. And sometimes it comes down to a tenth or even a hundredth of a second that makes a difference. But if you just went out there and went, ah, I'm just going to run and then hopefully I'll do good. And you know, <laughs> I can, I, I, you, you don't know whether you're getting better or not. Right. The only way you know is against that, that timer, right? That stopwatch. So when you run against that, somebody's telling you, no, you know, this is terrible. You need to change your diet. You need to prep, whatever it might be, right? But I know that's the point of a metronome is it tells you, yes, you're getting better or we're not moving or we're getting worse, right? Mm -hmm. But in saying that, remember what I said about warm-up. Don't define yourself by your first practice of the day and don't even define yourself of the, by the practice of that day. You might just have, be having a crappy day. It happens to all of us, you know, where yesterday you were rocking and today you just have, you're struggling. Welcome to my world. It happens all the time, right. okay? So just think about that. The second thing is, is so first one's tempo, learning to dial in the proper tempo for yourself, which leads into the second thing, which is honesty. 
Do not pretend like you're able to do something to make yourself feel better or impress your friends. And I'm not saying you can't do that. You can do that as much as you want. But if you really want to get good at something, you have to be honest with yourself and go, can I really do this? Am I really doing this or am I just pretending like I'm doing this? Hmm. And if you play guitar, you know what I'm talking about because there are times, you know, where I can pretend like I'm doing something and if I was loud enough and whatever, again, that's fine. I've never been that guy. I have no interest in trying to pretend like I'm something I'm not. Just... It's all about honest practice. You find that tempo and you just get in there and you get muddy and mm. with it. Okay. So learning to be honest with your practice, um, which sometimes even means I thought I was at this tempo, but I guess I'm not, I, I really should be here. And that's a, you know, punch in the gut, but that's what I got to do to make this thing work. Right. And then the last thing about this is awareness. You've got to be uber aware when you practice of what is working and what isn't working. If you're enjoying this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, go to guitarzoom.com and consider becoming a premium member. There are three memberships to choose from. VIP, which gives you instant access to a library of short but powerful courses as well as new bite-sized lessons each month. There's also Play Songs that gives you step-by-step -step lessons so you can learn to play your favorite songs fast. And finally, there's Masterclass, university-level training on everything from soloing to music theory, from blues to home recording. For more info about these memberships and all the premium courses available to you, go to guitarzoom.com. Now back to the podcast. Is your arm struggling? Where are you picking from? Are you, are you getting tense somewhere in your hand or in your arm, right? Is that pick really working for you? Do you need some extra work on some of your fingers over here when you start doing these exercises, right? You have to become aware of the things that you're struggling with just as much as you become aware of the things that you're good at. Because if you don't do that, you don't know what to work on. It's just, oh, I, I'm supposed to practice 20 minutes a day because my teacher said so. Well, what are you going to work on, right? To get better at something, you really need to be aware of what you're trying to do and how you're doing it. Mm. So if that Love kind it. of makes sense, that sets us up here. So, Dan? Dude, this is awesome stuff, man. We've got tempo. We've got honesty. We've got awareness. We covered at the beginning of this the style angle of the pick, style of the pick, your angle of your pick, and the motion of your arm, your wrist, and your hand. And then we talked about mindset. We talked about whether you should practice with an electric guitar or an acoustic guitar. And then we just covered tempo, honesty, and awareness. We're only 15 minutes into this thing, and we're already just crushing, Steve. Well, you're crushing, doing a great job teaching okay. these picking techniques. Um, guys, if you're just now joining us, thank you so much. I think we're up to the highest number of viewers we've had so far. Uh, we're striving, we're streaming live on, uh, YouTube, uh, the different channels here. You can check us out on the guitar zoom channel on Steve Stein's channel on Facebook at guitarzoom.com, Uh, and in the various groups for guitar zoom members, guys, everything you're going to learn today is from Steve's new techniques course. It's available right now on sale at guitarzoom.com. Just go there and click on the big banner at the top that says Essential Techniques. All right, big guy. Where do we take? Oh, forgot. If you have questions, guys, make sure you post those. We're going to have a rapid fire question and answer session here. Make sure you keep your questions on 
picking, if you have specific ones, we have Mike, we have Derek, and we have Matt who are helping us get all those questions together. So just post your questions wherever you are, whether it's YouTube, uh, whether it's Facebook, uh, whatever. Just post your questions right where you are, and we will read those and uh, try to get to as many as you possibly can a little bit later, okay? So hang around for that. Go ahead, man. I'm seeing we have a lot of questions about like alternate picking or hitting the right string. Um, hit, yeah, there's another one. Uh, how to pick fast, all these things. And the exercises I'm going to give you here, and I'm not trying to waste time. I'm, I'm trying to get to them. But they're going to help you with these things, I promise you, regardless of whether you're, you're new at this or whether you've been doing this for a little while. Um, but here's the, the last thing I want to say. This is the last little speech I'll give you, which is you need to be careful to avoid the problems with practice. And the problems with practice are convincing ourselves that we don't have enough time. I don't have 30 minutes today to practice, so it's not worth my time to grab the guitar for 10 minutes or for 15 minutes, right? Or it was a really busy day and I just don't have time to play. Which brings me to my next thing, which is consistency, okay? You've got to be consistent. If you want to get good at something, you need to spend the time with it, okay? Even if it's 10 minutes of a really good focused practice time, it's better than zero, Okay, so don't tell yourself that. The other thing is developing the wrong exercises. I have a huge problem with trying to absorb everything all the time. It's always been an issue of mine. I try and, you know, learn this and all of a sudden I'm learning 55 different things at the same time. You can't. Okay, you need to find the exercises that work best. And what I've always tried to focus on, which I'm going to give you today, are generalized exercises, not just one exercise for 0.01% of the people out there, if you're already 0.01% of the people, you already know how to do a lot of this stuff and you know what it is that you should be doing in the first place. So finding generalized exercises that can help all your fingers or alternate picking or down picking or whatever it might be, those are great places to start. And once you get more refined, you can get into other ones. But if you go out on YouTube and start looking for finger exercises for picking, you're going to find 7,000 different videos and then you're going to go, well, I don't even know what I'm supposed to be doing. And you're going to be lost again. Mm. I don't want that to happen. Okay? Mm. So if that makes sense, um, let's That's go really on. Good. So the big thing I want to start you off with with exercises is what I call the three-minute exercise. And I think it's just a really great exercise to do. And what you do is you take a metronome and you set the metronome wherever it is. And again, I'm going to try and help you right now, but you're going to have to do this on your own. But you're going to set the metronome. And then what you're going to do is you're going to pick twice per click. So right now I've got a metronome here that's set at 100. So what I want to do is I want to pick two times per click. If I start doing this exercise or you start doing this exercise and it's too fast, you have to be honest with yourself and slow down. If you start doing this exercise and you do the whole exercise and go, okay, I'm going to do it a few more times, but I think I can do this just fine then you need to raise the tempo and you need to find the tempo with honesty that's going to work for you. So what we're going to do for an exercise is I'm just going to palm mute the sixth string and I'm going to be doing these down picking. Okay, I'm just going to down pick twice per click. And I'm not just trying to focus on how fast I can do it. I'm trying to focus on how it sounds, how consistent is my dynamics, how does it feel, am I connecting to the click of the metronome? It's not just how fast can I do it. Okay, fast most often equals sloppy unless you really know what it is that you're doing. And you'll Mm. get that. But Mm -hmm. you need to make that connection first if you've never done that before. 
Okay, so we start clicking or we start this metronome and I start doing this. And I'm listening each time it comes around. Now, once I've kind of dialed in that first step of I can feel it, I can, I, again, if you heard the last session that Dan and I were do, was doing, I talked about how you always have to be aware back here of what's happening in your musical environment. I'm never not listening to that metronome, although right now it's kind of quiet in my speakers, but because um, I've got all this stuff running at the same time. But um, I have to be aware of that metronome. So once I get that, that relative connection, then I can start bumping this up a little bit and find where I need to be. Now I'm going to go to 120. So we were just at 100 beats per minute. Now we're bumping up to 120 beats. Yeah, per so minute. I'm just going to go up to 120 and, and I'm, because I know how fast I can do these things, but I'm just going to go to 120 because that's a nice, comfortable place to be. So I'm going to go to 120 and here's what I'm going to try and do without wasting your time. I'm going to do this. I normally would do this for three minutes. I'm not going to sit and have you listen to me do this for three minutes, but you have to do this for three straight minutes. Okay, so I start the metronome. Now I gotta concentrate a little bit more and focus on that click. The other thing that's gonna start happening now is I'm gonna start feeling this. As the tempo gets faster, I'm gonna start feeling this. My muscles are gonna start having to work a little bit more, right? And I have to be aware of that. So what happens is, is when I start doing this, I have to remind myself then, just relax. Think about that guitar pick. Think about the fact that it's attacking that string, right? All of those things are now happening. They're in action. They're happening in real time as I do this. And for three minutes, what happens is that once you get about 30 seconds to a minute into this thing, you're going to start feeling it. If you're doing it at the proper tempo, you're going to, once you've, again, connected, made that connection to the tempo, all that kind of stuff, you're going to start feeling it. You're going to start feeling it in your arm. And what you need to be able to do is be able to last for three minutes while you do this thing. <laughs> you get to a minute in and you can't do it anymore. The tempo's probably too fast. Right. Because again, if we think about in the real world playing songs or playing in a band or whatever, you don't just down pick for like 10 seconds and then you're done, right? And even if you do sometimes, you need to build that stamina and that strength to be able to do it for a lot longer. Again, I, I always think like, you know, this is the wrong guitar tone, but if I was doing. Like a, like, a, you know, Judas Priest tune or something like that. I have to do that for four minutes or five minutes or whatever it might be, right? I can't just do it for 10 seconds. So, again, we're all looking for different things about out of our, our technique. We're all looking for different styles of music. So, I'm just saying the more you develop the ability to do these things, if you can be up here and the, the musical situations you find yourself in are right here, you're good. It's when it's flipped around that you're going to have a problem. Right. So that's what you have to be careful about. Okay? So that's what we do is we do this for one, again, I've got it set for 120, okay? But you do that for, for three minutes. Now, we could keep going to 140 and 160 and blah, 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 but you get the idea, hopefully, because I don't want to spend all the time on this. So let me, let me make sure I'm under, understanding you, Steve, and make sure uh, hopefully somebody else out there, out there has the same question. This down-picking exercise that you're doing that you started out at 100, 100 beats per minute, you're just doing palm muting to straight uh, you know, one click per downstroke. 
tick, tick, no, tick, no, tick. no, no, no. Two. two. Two per click every time. Okay. okay, so two per click. And when you can do that consistently without any mistakes, you do that for three minutes. Right. Ideally. And, and understand that there's kind of a prep at first, right? If you've never done this before, the first thing you need to do before you even worry about doing anything for three minutes is just, can you pick and listen to the metronome at the same time? Mm. Can you connect to that beat? You see, because if you were playing with a drummer, you'd still have to do the same thing. Right. So you've got to learn to connect first. Once you've done that, then you can start trying to figure out where in that tempo spectrum you need to be to start working now, right? Gotcha. Okay. And then once you can do that, then you bump up the speed. You went to, from 100 to 120. Yeah, or whatever. I'm just, I just picked a number, but yeah. I mean, okay. you might start at 80 and move up to 100, right? Or if you've been doing this a long time, you might start at 120 and get up to 160 or once, you know, it's different for everybody. But the point is, it's not just what you don't want to do is this. Okay. So I've been playing for seven years. So I deserve to be at 170. <laughs> okay, that's what I mean. so I go, and I have no connectivity to that metronome whatsoever. I'm just playing, and the metronome's playing, and we're both driving down the interstate, and we have no idea who's in what car, right? I'm not connecting to anything. I need to be able to listen. It becomes a song. You see, that's how songs, you know, if you're going to play a song, it's, it's in a tempo, whether we like it or not. My ability to play that song is going to be based off my ability to do the techniques at that speed, my ability to, to listen to the song, memorize the song, all that kind of stuff. But that's what it comes down to. Okay. I love it. Love it. So, guys, we're, um, if you're just now joining us, and actually these numbers just keep going up. We've been on here for almost 30 minutes now. Uh, and we're, at, I think, at a record uh, view here uh, in terms of live. Uh, people watching at the same time. So if you if you just joined us, guys, welcome. And thank you so much for, for being here. Please tell us your name and where you're from. Stephen, I'd love to see that. Also, if you have any questions about picking technique, please submit them wherever you are. If you're on YouTube, if you're on Facebook, go ahead and post them there. We have some people uh, that will help us uh, put together all the questions. We're going to do a rapid fire question and answer session a little bit later. And uh, everything that you're learning today, today's topic is picking. Picking technique, we're calling it picking perfection. And if uh, if you want to learn that, keep watching. If you want to learn it even faster, go to guitarzoom.com and check out Steve's new course. It's called Essential Techniques. It is three, no, I'm sorry, it's like six and a half hours long. And picking is just one of the techniques that's taught in that course. Available at GuitarZoom. All right, bud. Where okay. do you go from here? Okay, so the next thing we're going to do is do the exact same thing, but we're going to use alternate picking. Now understand that they are two completely different sides of the coin. When you downpick, you're developing uber amounts of strength and stamina when you do this over time. Alternate picking is a little bit different because it's actually kind of a relief from that because you're able to use the upstrum and not just these down motions, right? You're able to implement that alternate pick, that upstrum. So when you start doing alternate picking, understand that it's not a better substitution for downpicking. You should learn how to downpick as long and as fast and as accurate as you can to develop those muscles. 
When you want to alternate pick, a lot of people think, well, an alternate pick is just twice as fast as down picking. And that's not true. If you think about it, it's like running on one leg. If you try and run on one leg as fast as you can, and then you run on both legs, you're going to go way faster using both legs than you would with one leg. And the same thing happens here. So what we do is we take the metronome again, and we set the metronome. And again, they're going to be different tempos, right? Your down picking is going to be its own world. Your alternate picking is going to be its own world. But with alternate picking, you want to, again, first start off by making a connection. So I'm going to have it at 120. It's just a hypothetical here. But if I start playing. And again, what I'm focusing on is what does it sound like? How, how does it feel? Am I connecting to the metronome? Right? Am I making these? It's not can I do it for three minutes or five minutes or how fast I can do it? Am I making a connection to the metronome? Once I get in that zone where I'm able to hear and I'm able to feel, right, and I'm able to sense the dynamic of the down and the up, kind of balance things out, think about my attack, all that kind of stuff. Once I get that dialed in, then I can start elevating that metronome again, right? So let's say I go back to 170. And again, I dial it in. Now, I'm not going to feel as much pain as I did doing the down picking with a three-minute exercise with this. It's more of a synchronization thing, okay? So it's a different kind of thing entirely, but it's, it's very much an efficient way of learning how to do your alternate picking and your down picking. So that's the second thing to, to work on for those of you that are asking about alternate picking. Awesome. So we've covered, we've covered a lot, but just in this uh, picking exercise, we covered down picking, guys. And uh, Steve talked about the three-minute exercise, and then we're now we've just talked about alternate picking and uh, where we're going to go from there. Okay, so the next thing we're going to do then is we're going to start talking about individual fingers. And again, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this because you're going to be able to rewatch this video, and I go into more detail in this in the course too, in the guitar course. But let's say you start trying to develop your fingers, and a really great way to do this is think about two-finger combinations, three-finger combinations, and then ultimately four-finger combinations. Now, how often do we play scales where we're using all four fingers all the time? Almost never, but it makes for a great exercise. Mm. But we do play two-finger and three-finger combinations constantly when we're playing pentatonic or diatonic scales. So this is just a really great way to try and synchronize your left hand and your right hand. You see, before we were just working on picking itself, just raw picking, no hand, no, no fretting hand at all, just picking. Now we're going to implement this fretting hand. So the first thing I do is I just simply start trying to play my first finger and my second finger, and I just make a very simple exercise where I'm just simply playing down up through all of them. Now, could I just play them down? Absolutely. You can do whatever it is you want to develop an exercise routine that works for you. But I'm going to do alternate picking for this. So I'm going down up. Now think about all the different things that are happening here besides the fact I'm doing alternate picking. I have to control all six strings as I play, right? I have to have string control. So it doesn't sound like... Like that, right? The second thing is, is I've got to have this handoff. And again, I'm going to use track as an example when you're running... Um, you know, like a relay, right? And you've got to hand off the baton. I've got to connect to the next string in sequence so it sounds comfortable as I play. I've got to get used to being able to shift my fingers. I can't go... 
right? So there's a lot happening there. It's not just how fast can I do it. Again, it's an intuitive thing. I've got to make a connection. And then what I do is I move up and I'm going to go down. And then move over and go up. Move over and go down. And again, there's, there's a tempo, there's a speed, all those things. But the first thing I need to do is make that connection. Now, to summarize this, because I don't want to take way too much time here, I could do this exact same thing with one to three, with one to four, and dig these. Two to three, two to four, and three to four. Next time on the Steve Stein Guitar Podcast, and again, there's, there's a tempo, there's a speed, all those things, but the first thing I need to do is make that connection. Now, to summarize this, because I don't want to take way too much time here, I could do this exact same thing with one to three, with one to four, and dig these, two to three, two to four, and three to four. And these are crucial because when you play guitar, most of the time people spend time on strength of these two fingers mm -hmm. right? or the first finger with any combination. When you get to these guys, this is where everybody starts suffering. When you get to these guys, this is where awful things start happening. <laughs> these aren't developed enough. So you right. always want to grab your guitar and go, okay, I'm done, right? You want to be able to get into the, the thick of the ugliness of some of these. Or, or, you see, Ooh, that would look hard. learning how to do those things. And again, I'm not focusing on speed at this point. What I'm focusing on is synchronicity. And I saw some people even mention this. It's left and right hand synchronicity. The way I think about this, and we, I talk about this in the, in the guitar course, but for me, I, my left hand is my fretting hand. My right hand is my picking hand. If you play swapped over on the guitar, then it would be different for you. But I have to develop strength and stamina and speed through legato exercises with my left hand. Mm -hmm. I have to develop the availability of being able to pick. Alternate pick, down pick, sweep, whatever it is, hybrid pick, economy pick, whatever it might be with this hand. And then I've got to learn how to meet these two in the middle and make it work. Hey, Steve Stein here from GuitarZoom.com, and thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, can I ask you a favor? Please subscribe, leave a review, and share it with a friend. Your feedback means more to me than you'll ever know. And be sure to check out my YouTube channels where you'll find over 1,000 videos to help you with your guitar playing. Thanks again for listening. Stay positive, keep playing, and keep having fun. If you'd like some help with your guitar playing but you're not sure how to get started, go to GuitarZoom.com and look for the Help Me Choose survey. By answering a few simple questions, you'll get Steve's personal recommendation of the perfect course for you. All this and more is available for you at GuitarZoom.com.